If you bow your heads, I'll open in prayer. Heavenly Father, I uh, just thank you that we can gather together in your name. Holy Spirit, we just ask uh, that uh, you make your presence felt to every single member of our congregation, whether they are here in the Barn Church or watching uh, online on YouTube. And Lord God, we just ask for your favour uh, for the technology, that it would be work, uh, that it would be clear and uh, enjoyable. Uh, Lord God, we pray that you would inhabit the word um, and that uh, your voice would be heard. Uh, Lord God, we just lift this all up to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If you have a YouTube app, I'm not quite sure how it works, but you're welcome to comment. Um, I've seen sort of various different churches where like, they sort of broadcast the comments because you can't really say anything with uh, things over your mouth. So uh, um, I think sort of Pete tried that last week. So you're, you're welcome actually to get open your phones and uh, mention stuff. And when I see him uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the YouTube stream, I can uh, comment. And I've noticed that Pete's already uh, done that. So um, just wondering if we could stand together. And I'm going to uh, say the Lord's Prayer as it says it in the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, I don't know if you've memorised the Lord's Prayer. Um, I've done like, it, it feels like an old King James version that sort of King Henry VIII would recognise. Um, and so I always enjoy a, a revisiting of it. Um, I realise it's a bit strange with saying it with your masks on, uh, but we're going to give it a go anyway. So I'm going to say um, the I'm going to say the sentence and then you repeat it after me. So hello, Daddy. Hello, Daddy. It's good, isn't it? That sort of that uh, that reduces us to kids instantly. Some of us are slightly uncomfortable, but um, says hello, Daddy. We want to know you. We want to know you. And be close to you. And be close to you. Please show us how. Please show us how. Make everything in the world right again. Make everything in the world right again. And in our hearts too. And in our hearts too. Do what is best. Do what is best. Just like you do in heaven. Just like you do in heaven. And please do it down here too. And please do it down here too. Please forgive us everything we um, please give us everything we need today. Please give us everything we need today. Forgive us for doing wrong for hurting people. Forgive us for doing wrong for hurting people. Forgive us just as we forgive others. Forgive us just as we forgive others. Rescue us. We need you. We don't want to keep running away. We don't want to keep hiding from you. Keep us safe from our enemies. You are strong, God. You can do whatever you want. You are in charge. Now and forever and for always. We think you're great. Amen. Yes, we do. Brilliant, please be seated. I'm glad that you didn't want to seat presumptuously. You were just waiting for the, uh, the go ahead. Excellent. Excellent. Some unofficial guests coming in at the back who've neither booked in. Um, so, uh, um, so, 
We've been looking at the last few weeks um, in a, a short series on prayer. Hopefully in these troubled times where we can't meet as perhaps we are normally accustomed to, we're sort of leaning on the discipline and joy of prayer a bit more. We are, we're sort of feeling the need to pray because it's one of the uh, few aspects that there's uh, no government guidelines. And the one thing, is Kev doesn't have to do a risk assessment if you're praying. So um, I just encourage you uh, that praying is a good thing. Um, so what we discuss here, the idea is it should inspire you to pray more. As, you, uh, as we linger on the subject and the discipline, uh, it, it should encourage you to think during the week, oh, you know, I can pray about this. And uh, hopefully as we look at the subject as well, that your prayers are stuff that God loves to hear about, you know, stuff that he is uh, uh, really up for talking about. I've tried to keep it to the basics, because um, I realise uh, kids aren't always delighted with, a, uh, with an adult monologuing at the front. Uh, sort of uh, looking around, there's a couple of glances up when, they, when I mention kids, uh, but it can be quite a sort of a turn off as a, a format. And so, uh, while I try and keep it simple, the idea is uh, for us adults to at least uh, have it in mind that we can encourage and cause our kids to do something that they should find quite easy. So, the first thing uh, we looked at, um, the first sort of part of prayer uh, that we uh, addressed was that we are uh, fully known and um, the, the sort of sign language was uh, fully and then there was the uh, sort of the, the, the forehead, to, uh, the thumb to the forehead which was some sort of uh, insult when I was a, a kid at primary school but um, it has sort of sign language significance. Um, after being knowing we were fully known and the fact that we don't have to pretend before God, uh, we looked at God's forgiveness. It's a massive subject, but um, it's one that hopefully uh, was presented in, in, simple, in simple ways. And there was this uh, uh, sign language of a sort of uh, touching your lips and then washing away. And there's this uh, idea of forgiveness being uh, our, our sins uh, uh, being wiped away and that we should do the same with those around us. And last week, I don't know whether you remember, but we talked about not worrying. I don't know if you've found worry increase in your life, but we talked about not worrying and that we should not worry and pray. And so, uh, as far as I can tell from the British Sign Language uh, uh, website, uh, worry is this, and then to uh, worry not and pray. And so we had these different things that we have looked at so far, um, and that's hopefully caused us to be a little bit more intentional in our prayer. Now, have you, uh, have you ever seen anyone touch wood after saying something optimistic? Um, I was talking to a, uh, uh, a devout Christian believer the other day there at their doorway, and I was uh, risk assessingly uh, uh, sort of two metres away, and uh, we were having a great conversation, and then they said uh, uh, something optimistic. And right there in front of me, they go, touch wood. And I don't know if you've got any idea of, of what the background is, uh, uh, but I thought I'd do a little bit of research. And, and, and as always, there are a thousand different experts 
uh, uh, with different opinions. But the, uh, the most common uh, opinion and the, the, the most informed perspective seems to be that it goes back to when the uh, Celts, before uh, they discovered Jesus, uh, uh, when they were sort of pagans and sort of believed in sort of dryads and fairies, they believed that these spiritual entities inhabited the wood. They inhabited sort of trees. And when you say something hopeful or optimistic, that uh, you sort of touch wood or knocked on wood, and it was either to deafen them so that they couldn't hear what you're saying, or to sort of uh, invite them to help you. And uh, so it was either to shut the uh, sort of demons in the trees or to invite their help. And suddenly as you listen to that, it changes the perspective on the idea of touch wood, doesn't it? When you see people touch wood, um, it, it becomes, it's, it's almost an automatic reaction. People just touch wood when they say something uh, optimistic. And then suddenly when you look back into the background, you go, you know what, I'm not sure I want to be associated with that. When I discover the meaning, then perhaps it's not really something that I should be going up to. Um, Put your hand up if you think you'll avoid touching on wood now when saying something optimistic. Thank you very much for the couple of you that have uh, uh, indicated. Hopefully, and so earlier on we read the Lord's Prayer from the Jesus Story of Bible, and I really like doing different uh, versions of the Lord's Prayer. Because uh, if you're like me, you'll have learned the Lord's Prayer with some archaic language. I go through the Lord's Prayer and I really wish I'd sort of uh, discovered a new one rather than it sort of saying, hallowed be thy name, uh, when I'm doing it with the kids. Because it's slightly old-fashioned and it makes it seem more of a magical incantation than a real-life communication uh, with God. And, and I think sometimes there are aspects of Christianity that it's a bit like knocking on wood, that it, we do it thoughtlessly. It's a bit like when someone sneezes and you say, bless you, and you're like, I'm not really sure why I've just done that. And so sometimes I think the Lord's Prayer can be a bit like that. We don't actually know what the contents mean. Despite trying to explain it to my kids a thousand times, I wonder how many of them, if you put them in a little test, and hopefully the government aren't involved in any of that, uh, put them in a test and you ask them what hallowed means, uh, they probably couldn't answer uh, correctly. And so today we're going to have a little look at an aspect of the Lord's Prayer, an aspect that he taught his disciples to say, and hopefully make it a little bit more understandable and a little bit more meaningful, and maybe it'll take up a little bit more of our time in our own private lives. Give me a, a clap and a stamp if that sounds all right. Excellent, you can stop that, or a thumbs up on the uh, YouTube uh, streaming. Oh, we've got some, which is uh, really good. Um, it sort of blurs as I look nervously at the YouTube thing, but there's some thumbs up and uh, guys in sunglasses, so hopefully that's good. Um, so let's go to the Jesus story of the Bible. It says this. One day, Jesus was telling people about God's kingdom. God's kingdom is wherever God is king, Jesus told them. It's wherever God is in charge. It's where he fills your heart up with his forever happiness. And you stop running away from him and you love him. 
Put your hand up if that sounds like a good description of God's kingdom. Excellent. Some of you nod, even though I have not asked you to nod. But uh, there we go. Sometimes people couldn't understand things very well. That's true for us all, isn't it? Alistair, you can put your hand down. God bless you. Um, so Jesus helped them by telling them stories called parables. Jesus says God's kingdom is like a hidden treasure. And then he told them this story. Once upon a time, there was a man working in the field, digging. So there he is, digging. I was going to bring our kids a plastic spade we used on holiday, uh, but it's up in the loft and it was a bit heavy. So, so you can imagine me digging with a spade. But, where, um, but what he doesn't know is that in that field there is buried treasure. So dig, 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 clink, clank, plonk. Uh-oh. The shovel bumps into something hard. Hello, what's this? He picks it up, dusts it off. It's a chest. It's rusted and locked, but... Creak. He pries it open. What he sees inside takes his breath away. Can everyone gasp? Yeah, that doesn't work too badly. I'm, I'm, perhaps masks aren't that much of an inhibition. What he sees inside takes his breath away. Beautiful, glittering, gleaming, twinkling, sparkling, precious jewels. It's a treasure chest. He wants the treasure. He needs to get that treasure. He must have that treasure somehow. Even if he has to sell everything he has so he can pay for it. He quickly buries the treasure again and runs home and sells everything he has. He takes the money from the sale and goes and buys the field. Now he owns the field and the treasure that is buried in it. He runs back and digs up the treasure again. Jesus said, coming home to God is as wonderful as finding a treasure. You might have to dig before you find it. You might have to look before you see it. You might even have to give up everything you have to get it. But being where God is, being in his kingdom, that's more important than anything else in all the world. It's worth anything you have to give up. Jesus told them, because Jesus, because God is the real treasure. God had a treasure too, of course. A treasure that was lost long, long, long ago. What was God's treasure? His most important thing, the thing God loved best in all the world. God's treasure was his children. It was why Jesus had to come into the world to find God's treasure, pay the price to win them back, and Jesus would do it, even if it cost him everything he had. Put one hand up, and there's no judgment here, if you think the government is doing well at the moment. Put that, and the, the, the point is not to judge who, uh, 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 who, uh, who thinks uh, the politicians are doing well. Put two hands up if you'd like someone else in charge. And then you know someone else that, that would be charged. It's interesting, okay, you can put your hands there. Some of you just don't want to commit and that's fine. Um, that's not really uh, my point. Right, so we live in a land called the United Kingdom. But, despite it being called the United Kingdom, it's actually a democracy. Um, the Queen, uh, who's uh, 
loving sitting in her palace, she actually doesn't have much power or control. It is supposed to be that we adults vote and we decide who should be in control. Uh, we had a general election last year and uh, we voted, and much like the population here, where a couple of, half of you voted and then half of you abstained. Much like that. Uh, <laughs> no, some people voted for Johnson, some people voted for others, and lots of people just stayed at home because they were turned off by the whole thing. Um, but we live in a democracy, and that is how we are ruled. And so when Jesus tells us to pray, your kingdom come, it's easy to be a bit confused. It's like, is God's kingdom like a, a democracy, or is it something different? Is it something like the King Henry VIII, who just did what he wanted and changed the rules as he saw fit? And is it ruled by sort of tyrants? Have I got any say in anything at all? And so we can be a little confused by the language of kingdom. In today's reading, Jesus gives us this beautiful and simple interpretation of what it means to have God's kingdom. He gives us a beautiful way of uh, conveying it so that even kids can understand. Hopefully we get a slightly better response to this one. Stand up if you think God is good. Excellent. Um, to those uh, wheelchair users, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, uh, but we, uh, we get the sense you've done well to respond. Keep standing. Sorry, guys. Keep standing if you think his ways are the best ways. Excellent. Okay, you can sit now. Very good. Put your thumbs up, because some of you are looking tired already. Put your thumbs up. Wait, wait, wait. You've got to listen to what the question is. If you think it would be great if God's goodness and his ways ruled perfectly in our little place in English. You know, God was in charge. Yeah. I think so too. I think that would be a brilliant thing. I think if everyone let God rule in their hearts, so that means God was totally in charge of our lives and the people around us, we would all know love, forgiveness, generosity and value. And it would all be delightful, wouldn't it? I uh, was near um, some flats uh, playing football yesterday and it's someone's 18th birthday, and my goodness, uh, around midday, these biggest speakers I have ever seen, and a DJ turned up, and the music was... So you can see an 18-year-old really enjoying that. Uh, but all I could think of, the other residents of that flat must wish God's kingdom come right there. And that person <laughs> felt a degree of conviction that perhaps they should turn their music down slightly. Um, and, and so God's kingdom means being sort of understanding and, and empathetic towards one another and, and loving and forgiving. And it would be really good if he was in charge. And so that's what it means when we pray for God's kingdom to come. We pray for it in our lives and we pray for it in those around us. Hopefully that's quite simple suddenly and quite obvious. God's rule in my life and God's rule in everyone's lives. That's what we want to see. So that we don't have to leave our flats at midday because the sound is too loud. And just in case you're a little, still a bit unsure, you're like, I'm not sure I can have God's rules. I'm not sure if God has his way, I would be as welcome as I would like to think. 
And so Jesus tells us a story. He tells us one of his parables. It's one of those things that is confusing to the people that don't really want to take his point on, but it invites you to think about it, invites you to reflect on it. Put your hand up if you have any money. Put your hand up if you have any money. Some of you are like, yeah, I'm just in debt. I've got negative money. Put your hand up if you've got any money. Okay. Um, put your hand up if all the money you have is in a jar at home. Joe, it is all your money at home. Yes. So Joe's got a little packet. Have you got, where's your money, Miles? At home, is it in a, is it in a piggy bank? No. no. Right. Where is it? No? no. <laughs> the camera's not even on it, you've suddenly gone dead shy. Um, so, most of us, if we've got any money, you don't keep it up in a piggy bank at home. You know, my old granddad probably shoved it under his mattress and thought that was as good as anything. But who here has put, got their money in a bank? Or a building society or whatever else they can get. Put your hands out. Excellent. So most of us with money have got our wealth in a bank. And hopefully, um, you don't get interest in these days, but hopefully it is at least safe and you can get it out of the uh, cash machine or um, it's all contactless now. So um, it, it's like that. In Jesus' time, the Nat West Bank didn't exist, nor did HSBC, nor did Santander, uh, nor did the Co-op Bank. So it was hard to keep the money safe. What do you do if you've accumulated wealth? Where do you put it? If you stuff it under the mattress, that's the first place the uh, thieves are going to look. Put your hand up if you've ever kept something safe by hiding it. Maybe you've hid it at home, maybe you've hid it at work, or maybe you've hid it at school. But yeah, no, if you've ever kept something safe by hiding it. My wife keeps the crisps house, crisps in our house safe from me, by hiding it. Uh, we have a, a preliminary crisp storage area, which I'm allowed to feed out of, but then there's a storage place that's hidden away, and um, if I knew where that was, I would just consume all crisps and there'd be none left in the house. So hiding it in our house often helps you uh, keep things safe. In Jesus' story, it's the same. Someone looks to keep their treasure safe, so they hide it. And one day, a man starts working on the field where someone has hidden their treasure. Now, a few weeks ago, um, we were blessed enough to go on holiday and we met a guy who uh, quickly became my friend, I'm not really sure how, uh, he was called Nathan uh, and our kids played together on the beach and at one point they sort of uh, vanished um, after sort of bodyboarding with him and they were looking for life in the rock pools and the sort of little streams and stuff that are on the beach. And finally, after a little while, sort of pulling up rocks and uh, this, that, and the other, he found a crab. Ooh. Now, it was actually, I think it was a dead crab, which was even more exciting in some ways. Um, and there was real excitement from his kids and from our kids and various other kids that were knocking around. Uh, there was shouting, there was laughing, 
there was running around, and there was telling everyone else. So I want everyone to shout, wow! Wow! I want everyone to, very good. Uh, I want everyone to laugh. Some of you have made good evil villains. Um, I want you to stand your feet. And I want everyone to point and say, look! So that was my experience of someone finding a crab in a rock pool on the beach a few weeks ago. In Jesus' story, the excitement of discovery is even greater, if you can imagine it, even greater than finding a dead crab in a, on a beach. The man in the story gets so excited that he sells everything he has to get the treasure because it is the best thing to have. It is better than anything else he could possibly obtain. And when he got it, there was shouting, there was laughing, there was running around and there was telling others. So everyone shout wow. Wow. Everyone laugh. There's some uh, giggling going on there. That's not really what we're after. We're not after sort of megalomaniac laughs either. A sort of a joyous laugh would be appropriate. Oh, some snap in the feet. And everyone point and say, look. That was the response. Very good, kids. Well done. So, Jesus is telling us here that God's rule is so wonderful, whatever your reservations about it, that when we enter his kingdom, everything else is less important. I wonder what you're troubled about this week. I wonder what you are looking forward to this week. I wonder what is occupying your mind, but obviously none of you guys, I uh, wonder what is occupying other people's minds, even as I speak, that's not to do with the kingdom of God. And Jesus says everything else becomes second place to God's kingdom once you discover it. Once we experience God's love, once we know his forgiveness, once we are invited into eternal life, once we discover that Jesus died for our sins and brought us into uh, the Father's company, that becomes the best treasure of all. Respect, fame, wealth, comfort suddenly become second class things. It's not that they're necessarily evil in themselves, but they are no longer our priority when compared to God's rule. That becomes the most important thing. Today, we know that Jesus' story and his truth is still true. Because Christians, even in this room and online, have done the same thing. People in this room and online have given up money, given up time, you've given up credibility, you've given up family and relationships, and you've given up ambitions, because having God's rule makes everything else look like a dead crab. Put your hand up if you think you've ever given up something for following Jesus. A relationship, given up money, time, excellent, put your hands down. So it's true. God's kingdom is the most important thing. We all give up stuff because we realise in the end that's the only thing that lasts forever. It's the only thing that uh, gives value to our lives and gives us a hope for the future. 
Friends, when we pray, your kingdom come, I want, you to remind, I want you to remind yourself of this story. I want you to remind yourself of this man digging up this treasure. Because that is you. You have discovered something of worth that beats everything else. Now we're going to go to my dubious sign language. I wasn't going to knock it on the head this week, but um, there you go. So, uh, your, your, and then this is like two-handed one. So you have like this clawed hand to the forehead. So I think that's king, king, and then Dom. So hopefully that's not actually named Dom, but it's like King Dom. Uh, so it's your King Dom, and then index finger up in the air, come. So uh, your King Dom, come. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, British Line Sign Language Institution, I failed you. Um, but so this is what we're praying today, your kingdom come. Because it is the best thing in our lives and we long for it in other people's lives. And so please bow your heads and I'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are high king in heaven. And in heaven, your will is perfect and achieved, and everything is right. Lord God, just as your son Jesus teaches us, we pray for your kingdom to come here on earth. Lord God, we pray for your kingdom to come into our lives in increasing measure. We ask for more of your love, more of your kindness, more of your graciousness, for that to change how we behave, and Lord God, we long for it in the lives of everyone else. We long for it particularly for uh, our neighbourhood of Bewbush. We long for other people to discover your rule and your kingdom. To discover your way is the best way. To discover that Jesus died for them. And Lord God, I pray that, that we would long for it, that we would pray for it, and that we would do all we can to see your kingdom brought near. Yes. Lord God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, thank you everyone that's come online. Hopefully, I am more than a blur uh, today, but we'll, we'll have to see when we do a review.